Welcome this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Dushback. And I also have a deep voice. Congratulations, order, I guess, or maybe apologies. I don't know what you're aiming for with it. Yeah, I don't know. You just tried to sound like really cool, and I kind of took offense to that. Like, I felt like the way that you introed the show was a slight at me and my goofy ass voice. So, fuck you. Henchman of Comics are broken up right now. I don't know what to tell to you. Aside from that, I am amazed that you're getting better reading social cues. So, <laughs> congratulations. Uh, uh, I just want everybody to know that I'm just really pissed at Alex for a different reason. Uh, he told me that he already watched Love Island when I specifically said I want to watch Love Island with you. And he went behind my back and I feel betrayed. Well, I'm not going to wait around to watch Love Island. Okay. That is a get the family together. Make sure everyone's around, the popcorn's ready, the pizza's ordered, the Pepsi is filled to the brim, and everyone's got their cup of ice and a coaster ready for Love Island. All I got was a hot 7-Up and leftover pizza, and I'm pissed. I'm not happy. Okay. I mean, 7-Up drinking hot is like medicine, so (laughs) you're welcome for making sure that you live a healthy lifestyle. Well... You know what? I'm going to just talk about some news, and then I guess we can get into our stuff, but I'm not talking to you. Yeah, if we're getting news, I will say that this week's episode is about Legion. We're catching up on the first three episodes of Season 3, but let's get into some news first before we jump into that. Yeah, we're talking about Legion today. I'm excited about that. Whatever. Uh, not best friend. Uh, fuck you. Whatever. Uh, so, this is news that I thought uh, my former good friend Alex would be really interested in. Now, I don't care so much anymore. Uh, but the Sandman universe has announced that they are adding a new comic. Is that new comic uh, Hellblazer? It is indeed. Yeah. By Simon Spurrier. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, something I knew and actually forgot to talk about with you uh, yep. earlier. But I'm really excited. I was super excited to see that news. Um, one of the things is that the Sandman, Sandman universe is growing and not just like, they're not going to be 6 to 12 issues and then die off and we'll never see them ever again. So I think it's kind of w- weird that a character, Constantine's had a really weird history anyways. As far as what his place is in comic in, in the comic universe, yeah, it's super bizarre to me that he's going to be in Sandman universe and not just DC Black Label. But fuck me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and Matt knows I'm a massive Constantine fan. I have his first appearance uh, in the Swamp Thing issue. Uh, all the trades I think are the best value that you can get. Those uh, twelve issue, twelve sixteen issue trades that you can pick up. Uh, starting from the very beginning, I think are fantastic. Everyone should read, and I love his character on Legends. Uh, so I'm really excited for this. And I like Cy Spurrier a lot as a writer. Yeah, I dropped off after about the fifth volume because it was just a lot. Some of them were really good, but some of them were just a lot. Yeah, you dropped off right before Garth Dennis started taking the reins. That I did. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably a mistake. Yeah, it was. Anywho, uh, next little bit of comic book note. Uh, the X-Men Grand Design series just ended. So Marvel took it upon themselves to go ahead and announce a new Grand Design series. Um, Can I take a guess? Is it Avengers Grand Design? It is not. Take one more. Fantastic Four Grand Design? It is Fantastic Four Grand Design uh, by some guy named Tom S. That's interesting. I don't know. uh, Tom Scioli, I think it was. I mean, I'll read it uh, and pick it up. But the X-Men universe is much more large and expansive, and I feel like, anyways, than the Fantastic Four uh world but we'll see i mean i could see it being another like 
giant two oversized issues, but running for six issues like Grand Design did in three chapters might, uh, I think, it'd be harder to pull off. I think you can touch on a lot of the big points in probably about four. I think should be fine for it. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not writing the damn thing, so who cares? Uh, the next little bit of news I have was just more of a point of note. Uh, by this point, New Comic Book Day has come and passed. Uh, and that means that Brian Michael Bendis had nine comic books come out this week. Oh, that's uh, I hope he gets paid by the word. Nine fucking comic books in one week. So, hold on. I'm going to guess that two Superman books. Uh, correct. Uh, an I issue. Believe. Actually, I don't think that's correct. Oh, really? Uh, Leviathan. Yep. Uh, his Teen Titans book. Correct. Um, Pearl. Um, hold on one second. I'm, I'm pulling it up okay, right now. Okay. Uh, but I think that's right. Keep going. Um, what else are you writing? Uh, United States or Murder vs. United States or whatever that book is called. Uh, Pearl was incorrect. Okay. Um, cover, uh, Event Leviathan, Batman Universe, Young Justice, Naomi. Naomi, um, I forgot about Naomi. Uh, Red Hood of some kind, I think. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Red Hood, he had something to do with that. I don't know, man. There's just way too much stuff that that guy's got his wiener. Yeah, I, I don't think he ever leaves, like, his, his... Uh, his computer screen. It's just write one and then write another, send it off, edit, write one, write another. He is prolific to say the least. I feel like that dude is just like writing six issues at a time and then like, all right, on to the next one. Yeah. Cool. Good it's for him. Nuts. Part of it might be too, because like, I mean, I feel like when you work for Marvel or work for DC for a long time, you get ideas of the characters that you can't touch and can't play with. So he's probably yeah. getting a lot of that out right now too. I don't know if we're going to do this. We hadn't really talked about it. Not in this context, at least. Next week's San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I guess that starts on Thursday, probably. This where you saying that you're surprising me with a trip to San Diego Comic-Con? Yep. Uh, First class all the way. Yeah, we're going to go meet and Kevin Smith. we're doing Smith. our own panel. Yeah. We've got uh, 18,000 booked for our panel. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a big time. It's just weird, though. We're just talking about the second episode of the TV series, Elementary. <laughs> it's been out for seven years. We're talking about... The third season of Lost. Get ready. I am very excited. Uh, I guess we won't talk about San Diego Comic-Con next week because it won't be wrapped up in the slightest. And they probably won't talk about comics or stuff we're interested in. Most likely not. It'll but probably be Marvel's all geopolitics. Be so we'll have some Marvel announcements. Everybody's expecting a um, Black Widow announcement. What are you thinking? What's coming out from Marvel? Uh, I bet we get a Black Widow announcement and an Eternals announcement. Marvel, uh, and I would guess one TV announcement that that, that we don't know about. Uh, the show is just called Keanu, and it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a movie about a cat. So, <laughs> and that already came out like uh, three years ago. Yeah, they're redoing it, but instead of there being a cat, it's just Keanu Reeves. And DC is going to be there as well. Uh, I think there's panels for Doom Patrol, Titans, and Star Girl uh, for the DC universe. I'll uh, we'll probably hopefully get some more movie news. Uh, and maybe some, hopefully some trailers and all that as well. You know, Wonder Woman's not going to be there. That has been announced. Um, so they're holding off. Maybe they'll show up at New York Comic Con, where one half of the henchmen of comics will be this fall. 
Alex, do you remember which half of the Henchman of Comics? Yeah, it's going to be it's our producer Jr. Uh, <laughs> and I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, the, Sorry, he's, he's still an intern. He hasn't got the producer title yet. Yeah, shut up, Jr. Stop winking over there. I swear to God, I'll slap that man. He's not winking. He's telling you that you need to speak into the microphone. <laughs> I I'll speak wherever I want to speak, Jr. Fuck you. You're fired and you're rehired because nobody else is going to do your job for free. We have stacks of paper applications. <laughs> That's right. We're old school. Yeah, only paper. We do That's not what, do anything yeah. online. That's why we enjoy read comics on paper. We enjoy paper applications the exact same amount. Uh, screw you. You uh, do hoopla, which means that you read comics for free digitally, you pig, which means you don't fund all these beautiful creators by buying their books. Uh, That's true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But let's go ahead and... I expect a Twitter apology from you later. You, you, you'll find a tweet that can't be beat. But let's go ahead and jump into Legion. No. Uh, I believe last year, Legion was your favorite returning television series mm-hmm. of 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the very last season of Legion. It wasn't canceled prematurely, though. Noah Hawley, the showrunner, had a three-season three plan for the show. So we're seeing his final vision right now. Are we really? We are. Okay, cool. Um, do you like the, just from me to you, do you like the It's Always Blue record by Noah Hawley where he does cover songs on Legion? And yeah, it's, it's one of the things where you're like, how is he this talented like everything he does? Yeah, it's pretty fucking Shouldn't he be bad at stuff? He should be bad yeah. at a few yeah. things. It's, it's Maybe just he can't tie his shoes. Like That's uh, my hope is he just has to wear slip-ons. Yeah. I mean, that's for me. It's only bands all the way, so... <laughs> Uh, we're getting to the soundtrack because we'll talk about the soundtrack later. Uh, I'll say this spoilers for Legion. We're talking about the first three episodes of season three. Um, if you haven't seen Legion, I would kind of describe it as a cross between fear and loathing in Las Vegas, the matrix, the big Lebowski and the movie get out and X-Men and yeah, kind of. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, technically yes, but episode three. Yeah. Uh, but Legion's the kind of show to where even like while I'm watching it, I think to myself that like I cannot wait to go back and rewatch all of this like over a week, like as a complete series and see the whole story back to back. Cause half the time you're like, I can this scene is intense and thrilling, and the other time you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm a hundred percent and completely on board. I mean, it's a show with dance sequences, and I'm like, I love these dance sequences. I want more dance sequences in my X Men show. Well, buddy, you got some more dance sequences in these first three episodes. It's interesting. I thought the opening to season three was interesting because we open up with a new character called Switch, who is this Asian female uh, who seems lost and not happy in her home life. And she sees these coded messages trying to figure out what they are. But we don't see any of the returning characters from any of the previous seasons until 23 minutes until the pilot, which is where we first see Legion. Yeah, I was really curious about that. But and I was still really interested. I want to know where it was going. Yeah, I could have had the whole first hour be her. Or the whole first episode, I suppose. Uh, but I thought, and like Legion, like she goes, she finds where she's looking for, she goes into this weird laundromat thing where the clothes are on racks and keep shifting, blocking her and changing her path. Like it's this um, an ever-changing maze uh, on a white background. And I think one thing, like you and I have talked about many times before, how we feel like, superhero and comic book shows don't get the respect they deserve come award season. 
Uh, and for television shows, I think Legion takes the prize hand down for set design. The set design in Legion is amazing. Um, it is a seventies wet dream. Yeah, it's but like it's like a seventies like blended with like sci-fi, blended with like uh, surrealism. Like it's incredible what what he's able to accomplish. Like the budget for this show just to build these sets feels like it must be massive. Yeah, but a lot of it's even just like in white rooms and just big plastered massive things that can't be that expensive, but they look really fancy and they look very high tech. In seventies, while also taking place right now, I feel like. But let's catch up with our main characters. David has formed a commune, a late sixties, early seventies style hippie commune cult. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? That's the thing we don't know really. And like, like I want to say that David's not like evil. Like I want to say, but David, he he thinks he's doing what is right. He he wants to help and he wants to do good. But his actions may may cause destruction. I disagree. I think that he is bad. I think he is at his core, no matter what he wants to be or do. Uh, he is somewhat evil. He's done terrible things. And even in one of the episodes, um, his former girlfriend, who I... Can you say that he raped her? Because I kind of feel like that's the... I mean, like, I, there there's a muddled ground, and that's kind of her which, belief. It always that way with telepaths too, because they can do uh, they can have their way with your mind and give consent when consent might not have been there. And it's a bizarre, weird ground, and it's political, and it's also not simultaneously. It is a massively deep, but thing going on right the, here. Like the brilliance of like the show as well is that while. Uh, David is with his commune. Lenny's at the commune as well, wearing his sister's eyes, which always creeps me out when I see Lenny with his sister's eyes. Oh, it's um, so weird. They're in their wonky. I know. Yeah. Our Paul has been great this season. Uh, and the opposition is his old team, which is Carrie and Carrie uh, and Sid. But they're working with the Shadow King, who we know is a bad guy. Yeah. So it's like, we're, is it two forces of evil going against each other? Is one force being manipulated by another? It's that. There's so many questions, and you don't know where the show is going, not because of the way he tells the narrative, but just because he's presented interesting and dynamic characters. Yeah, uh, good is bad, and bad is good. Bad is bad, and good is good. Nothing is what it seems. Everything is different. It's an absolutely bizarre concept where you don't really know what's going on ever, even when you think you know what's going on. And even, like, uh, Sid, uh, Legion's girlfriend, tells him, you know, you can't go back, and you can't. Like, even if you undo all these terrible things you've done, you're still the person that did those things. And speaking of undoing terrible things, it's because Switch is a new mutant, uh, one we mentioned earlier, that finds David, and she is a time traveler. Uh, Quick question on that. In your opinion, do you think Marvel waited until after Endgame when time travel was introduced for time travel to be able to come through through television shows. Uh, no, I don't at all. Because X-Men and time travel go hand in hand. Like peanut butter and jelly. Like ska music in a horn section. Uh, like, I mean, we've already had Days of Future Past. You're, yeah. I mean, you're not yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's, I mean, I would say I would say it might be technically legal for an X-Men comic to go 12 issues without time travel. Mentioned at some <laughs> point. There was five years of the original five X-Men being main characters in the comics that had time traveled from their past into the present 
uh, as well. Which, speaking of the X Men, which is this is this is an X Men story, um, and we get to talk about Charles Xavier here in a little bit, and I'm sure you're already wet, and I can confirm Alex is wet indeed. Uh, well, I just showered, and <laughs> I refuse to use towels because I'm going green. <laughs> that is disgusting. Alex is dripping wet uh, right now. Fully air dried all time, no matter the situation or the temperature. Do you have an issue with all the time travel that goes on in these X Men books? Uh, at times, I don't like it, but like at times, it's it pulled off incredibly well. And I would say, like Legion, it's done incredibly well so far. It's my greatest issue with all of the X Men comics. It makes them harder to follow. I would say it uh, makes them for a casual fan impossible to follow. Well, I would say your first problem is stop me a casual fan, and then your problem is solved. No, I spend so much money already on different comic books that I can't give all my money to the Look, X-Men. I'm just going to get you Marvel Unlimited and just gonna have you read these 700 key issues. <laughs> I've read Grand Design. I'm good. <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> There's so much of the X-Men that I love. Uh, Legion's one of those things. I guarantee you. I think you. the character of David is complex and brilliant and masterful, and it's something brand new and unique. But they're... I guarantee you, whenever Marvel starts pulling it, doing their X Men films uh, and TV shows, you're gonna be like, "Okay, recommend me which X Men storylines to read." I will have already read them, though. That's the thing. Like some of these things, they just don't impress me (laughs) that much compared to other massive stories. That was a nice uh, Shania uh, Shania Twain quote you had there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice subtle reference. I had to call you out on that one. (laughs) Whose bed have your boots been under? (laughs) (laughs) um but you want to know how uh we're from how we know that we're from the south what i really like about the way time travel represented is we see switch go back she cuts like this digital portal sort of and walks through it and she sees like the a door on the left which is five minutes door on the right says 10 minutes and she's listening to an audiobook talking about time travel and the rules of time travel which you know about time travel if you go back too soon you won't be able to fucking change uh, but if you go back too far, you risk the beast coming after you, which was talked about in the first episode, uh, but hasn't played a part yet later in the season. But I'm sure I'm sure that was all obvious foreshadowing. Yeah. Whose heart did she steal? I wonder. Yeah. But it is impressive, too, which uh, I like because <laughs> David is this all-powerful mutant, uh, one of those powerful characters in the Marvel Universe. Arguably the most powerful. And... There's, he still has his own limitations, which is why he needs Switch to try and make changes, um, which he hopes to come across. But eventually, David does get uh, the changes that he wants, and we get the first time travel episode, which is him traveling back when he was just a newborn kid. Oh, well, hold on. As opposed, as opposed to a newborn adult. Uh, let's go back to when David is murdered twice right before her eyes. That's true. Has his arm chopped off in one of the sequences. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, Carrie chops off his arm. I cannot yeah. tell you the amount of surprise and shock and just, holy shit, they just did that. Also, I want to talk about, too, in that the scene where she goes back and saves him, when they go, when David's going through the uh, his commune and walking through the hallway, most of that is one shot. It definitely felt like Noah Hawley took inspiration from, like, the Daredevil one shot scenes and he's a big comic book I, fan I so, I, that too. so i'm sure he watched the shows but it was just so awesome because unlike matt murdoch who is constantly on the threat of like near death or being called to death or being killed and constantly like, stressed out moving at a rapid pace 
David is relatively slow moving and calm and just kind of observing like what happens and just having people's heads explode with the snap of his fingers. Yeah, this yeah. is moments it's after a nice he contrast. already got his arm chopped off and a hole blown in him. Yeah. And then they do it all again. Yeah, it was, it was incredibly cool. I'll say that. Like, yeah. visually, this show is stunning. Uh, and before, too, as well. It's uh, the most stunning television show I've ever watched. Um, I love this show so much. I always love to binge it just because watching it on a week-to-week basis just destroys me with how slow how long it takes for me to get to that next episode. So I typically will wait until the end of a season and watch it all right at the end. And this is a show too. Like I would actually love to get like the Blu-rays and like listen to the commentary on for each episode yeah. of this. Because like there's so much that like I know I'm I don't I have theories of what might be happening or what he's trying to say, but I'm not exactly positive and I would love to know what Noah Holly was trying to say, what the cast and crew thought of the scenes, and I would buy into all of it. That's actually a really good point. Um, anything this guy does, I'm going to follow. And I hope he continues to work in comic books. I know his work on Fargo is some of my favorite work I've ever seen in all of television. Uh, Have you watched the Fargo series? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen them all. Yeah. Fargo is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's this guy just is a class above. He's a great above everybody else. I'm ready for him to be gifted a movie. Yeah, me too. Uh, which he was working on Dr. Doom movie. Uh, before the merger, and it, but still it, it, it could still be alive. Yeah. Uh, there's there was an announcement a week or so ago about him, uh, in talks with Kevin Feige about it. So, fingers fucking crossed. Uh, but season three is a big switch. Like we're talking about, he goes back and he observes his infant self, but it's an episode largely focused on his mom and his father. And for those that don't know, his father is Charles Xavier. We get Charles Xavier and yeah. we get fucking Cerebro. Yeah. On the little I screen. I know. It was, which is, so Harry Lloyd plays Charles Xavier. I thought he was a fantastic casting as Charles. And I thought Noah Hawley so well represented the problems that, like, comes with Charles Xavier. Like you mentioned earlier, the ability to change someone's mind and perception. Uh, I mean, it's, it's paramount to rape. Uh, and, yeah. and the, it's and, very and the issues that come with today. In the 60s, when that, when that power existed, you didn't really see it, but as it developed over time, like you saw Charles Xavier go from this wonderful teacher to this conflicted, maybe horrible person. And to someone who's also dead inside for a time as well, too. Like he had to find himself again. Yeah. He was in a mental institution as well because he was trying to find himself and figure out who he was. And try- come terms with what he did because we get a flashback of him at war where he tells a soldier that was beating him to death to kill himself. Yeah. Uh, which was an awesome, really intense scene. That was one of my favorite scenes that I've ever seen in television, just because I know the background, I know the backstory, and to be able to watch that kind of insane thing happen, and it really, in my opinion, defined a little bit of who this character is. Yeah, I agree. And we get to see a lot, like, there's a lot of flashbacks, like, season one of Legion, especially with the creepy doll that haunted David. Oh, I love that. I loved it. And we get to see, like, his mother kind of being slowly driven insane, but, like, we realize that she was driven insane that it was David's fault. Like, it was David trying to communicate with her, and she was hearing these voices and hearing this music that was uh, didn't exist for, to her in time, and she had no reference point for any of it. So it made her, so it made her seem like she was crazy as well. In actuality, it was just her fucking son yeah. trying to help her. And I love, too, whenever Charles arrives home and sees, like, the spirit or the etherealness of David 
uh, da- or attacking his son, and or not attacking, but seemingly menacingly be over his son's wife, that he destroys it w- without a second thought as well, too. Yep. Because uh, that's who Xavier is. Like, Xavier has his problems with issues, but he's still going to protect the people that he cares about uh, and loves, even if he doesn't, even if he's not always the best husband or best father at all. So, in your opinion, what what would you say was your favorite episode of these? The third episode, without a doubt. But, like, I mean, I, I would say they're all masterpieces, really. I mean, this the show is, like you've mentioned, like, there's nothing else out there like it. And, like, I'm only watching time travel shows right now. I, I'm watching this. I'm watching Dark. Uh, and I'm watching, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Over the Garden Wall. So each episode that I just watched was in the past. Episode, episode I haven't watched is in the future. So I say that's time travel. <laughs> over the garden wall is fantastic there's only like an hour and a half of television to watch there but it's it's all very good and very funny and cute and amazing and dark simultaneously yeah. um but back to this show my first ep- my favorite episode was the was the first episode it's a great episode uh i've been and alex and i've talked about this pretty much at length uh but i've been trying to finish the comic series invincible by robert kirkman uh, who just had his Walking Dead series wrap up? Congrats, yeah, bro! Real quitter. <laughs> yeah, only 193 oh. issues, and that last issue being three. We would have wrote 194. He just had to ask. <laughs> In fact, I did write 194, <laughs> but he hasn't responded to my emails. You can you can get it by emailing him from the com. <laughs> we will tell you the fee whenever we check your current bank account. <laughs> yeah after your fee allows us to buy the book that's already going it's already sold out it's already in second print did you know that no i didn't yeah, yeah it's wow. sold out uh i tried to get it the day it came out it was sold yeah, out yeah. i was at my comic store less than an hour after it opened that's crazy it was gone you know it was just like one person who came in and bought all of them oh it definitely was yeah. that some fucking prick yeah Anywho, you should have had it on your pull list my favorite issue or my favorite episode was the first one because it reminded me of invincible where you get to watch your favorite characters just endure this insane pain. Uh, they get their buttholes chopped off, whatever's going on. That doesn't happen in Invincible as far as I know. <laughs> you just get to watch them endure this insane stuff where you're like, surely they're dead. And turns out they're not. Uh, so why don't we go jump into the soundtrack? I know you will be excited about the soundtrack because this season, just like every season, features the Rolling Stones. Uh, and there's a lot of Rolling Stones already just through three episodes. Yeah, uh, Rainbow, or She's yeah. a Rainbow. Yeah. In episode three. I don't think I took notes on the other ones, um, but I'm sure there's one or two more. Yeah, I want to say there was, uh, in the first episode, we had 2,000 Light Years from Home. Yes, correct, yeah. correct. You're right. You're very uh, right. But the, I think the best moment was when one of uh, the people that was at the commune at uh, Legion's commune was held captive being uh, interrogated, interrogated by Hamish Linklater. Uh, he was singing Jump by Crisscross to himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he was being held captive in an airplane threatened with death and in the face of death he just started singing Jump. Very quietly, not like loudly or anything, not no. shouting it, but just like, hey, if, I'm, if today's the day I die, I want to hear how I perform Jump. <laughs> acapella and he pulled it off yeah pulling it off yeah and i'm sure Chris Cross are thankful for the residual check that they're getting from his performance yeah how much how many more listens do you think Chris Cross got because- 10 million <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna perform at this year's emmys because of it 
Yeah, uh, it knocked. I heard it knocked off Old Town Road for number one. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, so we're looking forward, obviously, to the final five episodes, and then we're all done with Legion. There's no more after that. We're looking forward to what now Holly does left. Uh, how would you rate these episodes on a scale of one to ten? Eight point five. I'm I'm real close to you. I'm I'm at a nine. I mean, yeah. it's pretty great. I, th- I think the only point because there's just some stuff I don't understand what's going on. This is the kind of show like you have to watch it at full attention. You can't be on your phone or your computer or on your uh, tablet. Like you you need to watch it to even get the inkling of what you understand what's going on. Yeah, I found myself getting on my phone a couple of times throughout the series, these three episodes, and when I realized, I was like, "Oh shit! I need to rewind to rewatch." Because this isn't cool. Like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. And I'll see, Not we, that I would have known what was happening regardless, but... We talked about it much, but, like, I do think Dan Stevens is fantastic as David. Like, I'm... He's probably he's most well-known for playing Matthew Crawley in Downton Abbey before this. But I'm really excited to see what he does after this as well. Yeah, me too. Uh, but... That's going to wrap up for this week's episode of Henchman of Comics. Next week is our 100th episode. Yeah, holy shit. What a great feat that I and I alone have accomplished... I have single-handedly produced, written, directed, starred in 99 uh, episodes of this wonderful podcast that you love and know. I think you're really underselling our intern, JR, uh, but that's fine. Uh, so next week, it's a very special episode. <laughs> We're going to give you a bunch of life lessons. Uh, talking about how you need to wait for the crosswalk to ho- before you cross the street. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a lot of you off of cocaine. And we're gonna we're gonna be answering a lot of questions that we get all the time, uh, and just kind of like a best of situation. It's not all material; it's all new stuff. But just uh, trying to knock out a bunch of questions all at once for a one hundred episode. Yeah, we're gonna tell you some of our favorite things, um, what we really like. It'll be kind of like watching an episode of Oprah. What brings us joy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be Oprah meets Marie Kondo. Yeah. They stole all their ideas from us. Ah. <laughs> uh, but for the Hinchman, as always, you can email us at henchmanacomics at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook Live, uh, the tweeters. Uh, please like, subscribe, and download. It means so much to my mom. For Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. And I'm still here. Henchman, it ain't easy. <laughs>